welcome to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Mullings. I'm an author, speaker, and marketing mentor, and I believe in the importance of women of faith in business stepping up and shining in their lane so they can make the impact, influence, and income they were born to make. Join me to hear the stories of powerful women of faith who are using their purpose-driven businesses to make a difference in the world. Well, hello and welcome to the Women, Faith, and Business podcast. I'm so super excited for our guest today, Kelly Mikazi, and I'm super excited because she's just an awesome and great person. So let me give you guys a little bit of her bio. I always look at things that stand out in someone's bio to introduce them. So Kelly's actually been in business since 2002. So she is what, this is the 18th year of business this year. So she's been around and she started out doing graphic and website design for home-based business owners and now has actually um, extended her business to doing blogs, podcasting, design, uh, create info products, membership programs, and live retreats. And most of all, coaching others to get where they want to be in an online business. So that is super awesome. And you're doing a lot, Kelly. <laughs> so I'm super excited to talk to you today and have a conversation around faith and business. So I know I just introduced you and read a little bit of the key things from your bio, but is there anything also that you want to have our audience know about Kelly McCauzy? Oh, well, my life is greatly shaped these days by the arrival of grandchildren. I have a four-year-old granddaughter and a four-month-old grandson. Awesome. And we share a home. So I'm Nana. (laughs) And that's probably one of the best titles of everything that I read on your bio. I'm sure you can agree that's probably one of the best titles that you have, right? Yep. Awesome. So this conversation is all about faith and business. And I always want to start off with where you started in the beginning. So my first question to you, Kelly, is what made you take the leap of, leap of faith in back in 2002 and start your own business? Why did you take that leap of faith to start your own business back in 2002? Oh, wow. I, you know, I had been self-employed for a really long time before that running a, a daycare. Okay. But for several years, I was working full-time at my church. I was running the office. I was co-leading the women's ministry. And when I transitioned into that job, I knew it wouldn't pay very well, a small church. And, uh, but I, I just, I knew it was the right place to be. I loved, totally loved my, my work but I was not making enough money to pay the bills. If any little tiny crisis would come up, it would throw me for a loop and put me behind. Mm. And for a little while, I worked a second job on the weekends working at a local Hampton Inn. Oh, wow. But it really, being a single mom, I worked that job when my son was at his dad's. And Mm. I was moaning about it a little bit. And some friends said, you know, hey, you're always helping us with uh, desktop publishing things like putting together a wedding invitation or a graduation announcement. What if you offered some desktop publishing services that people could pay you for? I thought, well, that's brilliant. I, I, I bought a domain name. I set up a website and I put the word out 
in my community that, hey, I'm available. You can hire me to do this stuff. And, you know, I never got even one client right. for that. Okay. But, <laughs> but a bunch of people are like, whoa, can you make me a website? Oh, you know, okay. How do you make that website? And so it was a little uh, little shift in shimmy to, to start doing that. And that's what brought me into the work-at-home mom community because um, I had some trouble with my website. I bought my initial domain and hosting from a reseller. And, of course, I was such a newbie, I didn't know what that meant. Mm. But that person went out of business and my website disappeared. Oh, wow. And a, a work-at-home mom who owned a small hosting company rescued me. And in that process, I met some people and gained some new clients and ended up over on internetbasedmoms.com, which was Alice Seba's primary website at the time. And then the rest is like history because all my clients were work-at-home moms. I fell in love with internet radio and uh, started my own internet radio show in 2003. Like uh, from my business grew from being just about making buttons and banners and little websites to um, having information-based websites of my own and of course, my internet radio show became a podcast in 2004. And a couple of years later, I was actually saying goodbye to my day job to to be to come back to working at home full time this time online. Right. That's awesome. There's so many things in that story that I like. I love the part that, you know, someone initially came to you with an idea. And I think that happens so many times. It's like someone looks at your skill set and your gifting and they think, hey, you know, why don't you do this? And you never think of it for yourself. And you take that leap of faith and say, hey, that's actually a good idea. Like you said in your story, let me go ahead and do that. But what I also love about your story is the fact that you didn't find success necessarily in the thing that the person said you should be doing, but other people recognize your skills and what you were doing for yourself and for your business. And I find that a lot with entrepreneurs and business owners. They have a skill set and they're doing it for themselves and other people are really struggling in that area. And that actually is the thing that... Um, extends their business and makes it bigger than what they ever thought it would be because that's the need of the people in in the marketplace is the thing that you're good at that you were doing for yourself and for your business so I love those things in your story because I feel so many of us go through those things when we're first in the marketplace and we pivot and change so much when it comes to our businesses which actually leads me to my next question when it comes to your businesses what are some of the major shifts or pivots you've made in your business when you think of these last Last 18 years, and I know you kind of mentioned a few of them, what do you look back and say, wow, that was really the point in my business where I shifted, or that was really the point in my business where it made the difference? You know, what are some of those key main shifts and pivots in your business that you've had over the last 18 years? Uh, well, when I, when I think about when I decided to, to quit my job at the church, uh, it was unexpected. Mm. I thought, I was building this online business as a way to get the bills paid and stay flexible as a single mom and continue to be involved in my church work. The, um, my business grew fast enough that all my debts got paid off. And, and there was this day when I looked at my checking account and I was like, what? There's, there's a lot of money in there. 
how'd that happen? And I realized, gosh, now that I don't have all these debts to pay, I have, I, I did some quick math and I realized much to my shock that I was making as much at home as I was in the day job. Wow. That's awesome. And that, that shook me, Nadine, because for, I, it was like, I could stay home and do this full time, but, but wait isn't, isn't this my calling to be here at church, to Mm -hmm. be part of everything here. And, and it started to, I started to have a strange sense of, of, um, a battle in my thoughts about like, now that I'm out of debt, shouldn't I roll back what I'm doing online? Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. stay focused at church maybe I'm, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Maybe this, maybe this whole business is just one big work of the flesh. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and yet my business, my online work has always been strongly interpersonal, you know, so many friends, so many relationships, so many opportunities to have conversations about God, to pray for somebody, um, and the, the more money I made, the more money I had to give. Yes. I was strongly supporting some local youth ministries. And it just made sense. It finally clicked in for me one day that, you know, I have misunderstood my calling. Mm. And, but it's not, the, it's not the staff job at church anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I went into the office. I went into my pastor's office and I bawled my eyes out and quit. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that was it was a tough pivot yeah yeah um but man i'm so grateful so very grateful and i think so many of us as entrepreneurs and business owners sometimes we feel i know for myself with my journey i felt like being a teacher or a nurse was more like a calling that was fit for someone who was a christian or a believer it felt like that's what you needed to do. And that's what I saw around my community. So when I was in business and I had a desire to be an entrepreneur and a business owner and build a successful business, I can give back to my community and do all these good things. It didn't feel like it was in alignment with what I was supposed to do. So I love what you said, where you were kind of fighting with with this calling saying, is this really my calling or is it the work of the flesh, you know, in order for me to build up my business and have this money. But I think what we don't, a lot of times as believers and Christians understand or know that we can do so much good when we have successful businesses, we can give back to the community. We can give back to the causes that we feel so strongly about. So it's definitely a calling. And now I believe strongly that it's a calling within the marketplace, especially those that are also open to talking about their faith on their platform. And that's one of the things I really admire about you, Kelly. You, you don't shy away from speaking about your faith, talking about God, talking about Christianity, um, what, and let's kind of talk about your faith journey a little bit. Cause I do, I have heard your story and you talked um, about not necessarily growing up as a Christian and coming into the faith. So let's talk about your faith journey and how you became a believer and also why you feel um, the need or the ability, or you have the courage to talk about faith and business together. Yeah, I was not, my family didn't go to church um, as a young adult. I had one aunt who was, who went to a home church and she, mm-hmm. we thought she was a little weird. Okay. Um, 
And so I had, I didn't just simply not have any understanding of faith. I had a disrespect for faith. Mm, so the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And, and as a young adult, I, um, I've, so what's true about me almost always is that whatever I believe, I believe 100%. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually willing to be mouthy mm-hmm. and proactive about it. So, mm-hmm. so if you met me, if we had had a conversation about faith when I was about 20 years old, I would have been like, roll my sleeves up. Let's debate. Like, yeah. let, let me prove to you how silly you are. Um, uh, all the way up to um, 28. Uh, well, yeah, I moved, I moved to Northern Michigan um, and went to work in a little real estate office met my co-workers were all believers my mm. my boss was a bit of an ass hat to be honest mm-hmm. but my my fellow uh the women in the office the real estate agents and assistants in the office were all believers and we would hang out together and you know the the my 100% of my conversation at this stage of my life was complaining okay moaning and complaining and pointing fingers and being angry uh, about my divorce, about being broke, about not getting paid well enough, about, you know, never having enough and, and, you know, the struggle and, and angst and blah, blah, blah. And we would go to lunch and I would be complaining. And my friends who were also single mothers who were also financially, uh, in difficult situations who were also facing some of the same struggles, they would listen to me, but it slowly dawns in on me slowly <laughs> right. that they don't complain like me. Mm. And I finally there, this is always the story of my life is this moment of me going, Hey, I just noticed this. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Right. It, but I asked my friend, I'm like, why don't you complain? Like your life is just as shitty as mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm sure they appreciated that comment. <laughs> they were like, "Thanks, Kelly." <laughs> she's like, "She's like, girl, you know it. You know this life is rough." But she's like, "I all I can tell you is that I know that God's got my back. Yes, and that one way or another, things are going to work out. I have faith." Mm. And for the first time, I didn't feel, uh, I didn't roll my eyes and be like, oh, you're one of those. For the first time, I just felt quiet. Like, if that's what, if faith creates this kind of peace and what I saw in her was joy, mm-hmm. for the first time, it, it just hit me. I'm like, I would like to know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And it, it sparked a series of conversations between us um, that got actually one Sunday morning. Well, uh, I, I snuck out to the Christian bookstore and bought myself a couple of Bibles. Okay. A couple. A couple because, well, because no one told me that there's more than one. I got to the bookstore and I was like, uh, how come there are different Bibles? Right, right. <laughs> I walked out of there with a King James and a message. Gotcha. Little cheap $6 vinyl Bibles. Um, And actually, 
I actually went home and read and fell in love in with something in Romans and cried mm. and accepted Jesus. Oh, I love that story. And I called my friend and I told her, I've just accepted Jesus. Now what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now the, now the journey begins, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah. she was actually moving out of this. She was moving back to Ohio where she was from. And so uh, she's like, I, she's like, I'm really sad that I'm leaving, but I want you to go to church. And the, the wildest thing, she was so wise and loving because she was part of the assemblies of God church in my town. And she mm -hmm. said, I don't want you to go to my church. Mm. There's infighting. There's a split mm. happening over there. And there, that is no place for a baby believer. Uh, mm -hmm. She said, I want you to go to the little community church across the street because I've heard that they are extremely um, loving and open and welcoming. Yeah. So I did what she said and that's, that's the church where I ended up a couple of years later getting going on staff. Yeah, I love that faith journey. And I love the fact that all she really did was let her light shine, right? She just let her light shine and she was herself and you saw the joy in her. And that sparked your interest to understand, well, why does she have this joy? Like you said, yeah. you're in the same circumstances I'm in and I'm here complaining and going yeah. on and on about it, but you just have peace and joy. And that sparked your interest in wanting yeah. to learn more. And the fact that you read for yourself and fell in love and it hit you just by reading scripture you know god uses people he uses his word and he uses community because then you were in a church so the one person was the spark that led you to his word and then you um, ended up having a community which i think is important in this whole faith journey so talk a little bit about why you chose to also use your platform as a successful business owner now going on 18 years to also talk about faith because you actually have two platforms too where you're specifically talking about faith and um you you're not afraid to talk about faith on on your business platform so let's talk about that a little bit because i know for me initially coming from a corporate background Faith is not something you talk about in corporate, you know, it's like religion, politics, you don't, you don't talk about that stuff. So initially when I started my business, I was hesitant, a little afraid, you know, I would have to say I'm not as bold as you, Kelly, and I don't like the debates, I don't like the confrontation, I don't like, you know, and I know faith can really spark up debates and confrontation in people. So what made you feel comfortable or why did you feel like, oh, I can talk about faith on my platforms as a business owner? I, I believe that, you know, we're all knit together so uniquely the back when I was a young believer and we were doing the spiritual gifts assessments, mm -hmm. um, profit came up for me strong. Interesting. Administration and profit and profit mm -hmm. were my highest measures. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I was confused of course, because I thought profit meant you told the future, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that isn't what it means at all. Really. Mm -hmm. it, it means you, you cannot help but tell the truth. Mm, At least mm -hmm. that's one of my perspectives of it is I that it. I literally can't help but tell the truth about what's going on inside my heart. Mm. Um, my personality type, like you, I'm a type A. Mm -hmm. um, 
<clears throat> high D choleric, like whatever personality type situation you do. And uh, if we're measuring love languages, words, words mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this comes together that what's going on in my head and my heart comes out my mouth. <laughs> right. The filters are low here. <laughs> yeah. and, and so that, that gets me in trouble. Uh, mm. But at, honestly, as, a, as an entrepreneur, whatever is in my heart is coming out of my mouth on my podcast, on my blog, and my mailing list. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, I, I don't have big, strong barriers built up between, okay, now this is faith-based and mm-hmm. now this is business-based. And right. Now this is personal. It all wiggles. Intertwines. Yeah. yeah. So, um, if I have to, if I'm on a platform where someone else has flat out asked me not to talk about something, mm-hmm. I'll probably just not take the platform mm-hmm. because it, it, it's physically repelling to have to behave myself. <laughs> okay. You know? Right. And, and the thing is, is that sometimes I have have conversations with friends who say, I'm just not mouthy like you, Kelly. I'm just not that kind of person. And, and I, I never argue with them mm-hmm. because we are so uniquely yeah. designed. Yes. That not everyone is meant to, ju- to jump up shake their fists at the system and, and holler for a while. I agree. And some people are quietly taking care of, you know, other things and yeah, it all, it all matters. Yeah. I think the key is to show up authentically you, right? Which is, you know, what I see you doing, showing up authentically you. Like you said, what's in your heart comes out of your mouth and there's limited filter. But that's the way that God has created you. And when it comes to the body of Christ, he creates so many parts to the body of Christ, just like our body. You know, some people are designed to be the eyes. Some people are designed to be the fingers. Some people are designed to be the mouthpiece. So you just have to be comfortable in that and be authentic in who God has created you to be so I think that's so important and definitely something that you truly stand for so this podcast is all about faith and business and one of the key things that I love to ask um, the guests that come on is you know describe to me or how would you define the power of faith gosh that's such a good question and that might be but might be a loaded question it's, well, it's, it's huge Faith that that what I believe is true, faith that, so something I've been leaning into a lot lately after an amazing conversation with a friend and and, um, a leader, Therese Keenest of Radical Leadership, um, she has spoken often about trust yourself profoundly. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with that Mm. for a really long time. Um, if, even though I am mouthy, there have been spaces where I've been quiet mm-hmm. and shy and, and fearful of not getting it right. Mm-hmm. And she's one of the people that I often, that that's where, how I showed up. I showed up small because I didn't know how to get it right. I respected her. I admired her. And I felt like when I spoke up, I wasn't getting it right. Mm. And she kept inviting me to trust myself just just show up, be yourself, create what you want. Uh, and I struggled with it so much, Nadine. Mm-hmm. But I had a breakthrough over the last year where I realized 
her invitation to me to trust myself profoundly is to trust God's design, mm-hmm. you know, to trust. Mm-hmm. So the power of faith, when I think about the power of my faith, there's such freedom and there's, there's everything in trusting that God designed you. The gifts he gave you, he gave you for a reason. Mm -hmm. The vision that you have, when Mm -hmm. when vision sparks and you see how something could work and you start chasing after it, right? That's that's the there. If you trust it, if you trust God, if you trust the vision, that as long as you see the next step, you can take it. Amazing things can happen Mm -hmm. when it's when I get caught up into a big cluster fudge of. But what if that's not God? But what if it's this? <laughs> what if but it's what? This? Right? <laughs> yeah. The constant, the constant finagling in my head will stop me cold, stall me out, and make me play small. Yeah. And the more that I have rested in, you know what? This I am. This is what God made me for. This is the vision that I have. I've got to trust that that it's right, or I stay spinning around. You know, especially what, what puts me in the spin is, is respecting someone else's opinion mm-hmm. more than my own vision, my own sense of what's right and wrong. Right. The yeah. more I have trusted that, that it is God breathed, mm. the more I've been able to thrive and mm-hmm. create, create, you know, I always I always ask the question, what do you want to create more of in the world? Mm-hmm. I, I'm creating more of that as I'm just choosing to trust that, lean into that faith and and not constantly check and double check, you know, is this going to make people happy? Yeah, I love that. So the power of faith is really trusting God, trusting the process, trusting God's vision. And most of all, what stood out for me is God's design God's design for who you are. I heard a lot about human design. I don't know if you've taken that assessment. You know, we talked about assessments before. And I did a church assessment too. And I also scored high on administration (laughs) for the assessment that I did. Not profit, so I'm not a profit. But I did score high on administration in the particular assessment that I took. But there's a lot of buzz around the human design assessment. Um, But when you said God's design, it stood out for me. And it was like, it's not the human design and the buzz that everyone's talking about the human design and what, what, you know, I, I didn't take the assessments. I really don't know what the, you know, the, the features are or the colors or the numbers or whatever that particular assessment has. But um, it just dropped in my spirit that when you said that resonated with me, it's not human design, it's God's design and leaning into God's design for you and who you are. So I really appreciate that you said that. And I appreciate your definition of the power of faith. So of course, this is faith and business. So the other side of the coin, what I want to ask you about is what, what do you feel or how would you decide, define the power of a business? Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent example I have of the power of a business. Um, when, when someone says power of business in my mind, I literally lay on top of it, the power of community mm because my business is all about content marketing and community mm-hmm. you publish content to, to attract and serve a community of people you love. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
my my nephew Garrett was diagnosed with uh, rare bone cancer this at the end of this last winter. Oh, he has wow. a he has a really large chordoma tumor at the base of his spine. Wow. It's uh, it's threatening his life. It's threatening his, his mobility. Um, there are the the size of the tumor treatment in America promises him nothing but paralysis. So there, he's he's being sent. Uh, he, his only options are a carbon ion treatment, which is available in Austria and Japan. Wow! And you know, insurance is not going to pay for. Uh, treatment in Austria or Japan. Mm -hmm. So uh, my business, I I went to my community and I said, gosh, if I needed to raise a hundred thousand dollars, um, what would be what what should I do? And and uh, they came right back with fire sale. So I just did a fire sale with my community. Sixty plus fellow entrepreneurs jumped in to participate. We raised a little over twenty thousand dollars. That is uh, awesome. Nice big chunk towards the goal. Mm -hmm. The power of business is, is to have a voice, to have reach, to be able to create more of what I want in the world. Um, about a year and a half ago, uh, I felt God whisper to me, I'm going to surround you with leaders who don't yet know that they're leaders. Mm, okay. And the, the gist of it, like I, I wish I had this ability to, to, um, st like be a stenographer for what you hear from God. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But, but the feeling of the moment was, they're gonna. Everyone around you is a leader. They just don't all know it yet. And you are your whole role in their lives right now is to see that to see in them what they don't see yet to support them and encourage them and stepping up to that role mm -hmm. because some of them will be in flat out resistance to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and my goodness, it's, it's stunning in that, in the time sense to see some people who show up close to me, I think, well, they're not a leader. I don't see no leadership there, mm -hmm. but you know, six months down the road or a year down the road, as I'm just, continuing to be faithful to what I know uh, it's like wow look at the little spark of leadership that just showed up there right you know, it's not just I think I rushed to judgment when when I what I heard was that they're leaders and they don't know it yet is that I would immediately see them as leaders I see right and it's not true some of the people who show up in my world I just think I don't see any leadership there mm-hmm but, but that's where the faith comes in is it, it really doesn't matter what I see or judge. Right. If they're in my sphere, if they've chosen to be here, that's why they're here. Right. And, yeah. and so there's, there was a moment of me just like letting go of all my judgment and just, just us just leaning into this deep, assumption that if they're here there's a spark of leadership there and just keep showing up for them the way I'm designed yeah. and and let them walk their path has given me a lot of peace 
Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. It actually gave me chills. When God whispers something to you, it is chilling like that to know that you can recognize their leadership. And like you said, not be judgmental <laughs> on what your role is or what that person can truly be, you know? Yeah. So I think that's awesome. And I, I love what you said about the power of business in being that it's also community because it's about relationships, creating value and content for your community and having your community show up you know, and support and, and vice versa as you support them, they're also supporting you. So um, I appreciate that definition of the power of business. So this has been an awesome conversation, Kelly. I always love to talk about faith and I love to talk about business and having the opportunity to talk about both on the Women Faith Plus Business podcast has been a joy and especially to have a conversation with you about both of these topics has definitely been a joy. Now, if anyone wants to get to know you a little little bit better, what would be the best place to reach out to you and um, work with you or learn more about what you do? My home base is lovepeoplemakemoney.com. That's where I blog and podcast and share everything I've got going on. So definitely check out lovepeoplemakemoney.com with Kelly Mikazi. And thanks again so much for joining, on the, joining us on the podcast today and all the great nuggets that you shared and your faith journey and your business journey. And we definitely appreciate you, Kelly. Thanks so much. Thank you, Nadine. Congratulations on the new podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes or go to womenfaithandbusiness.com to join our email list. Plus, if you want to discover two powerful ways to successfully plan your marketing so you can attract your ideal clients and prosper in your God-given purpose, be sure to text POWERFUL to 31996. Thanks for listening.